Hello everyone and welcome back. Today is Friday, June 16th, 2017. My name is Angela Walton-Raji and this is the African Roots Podcast. Remember, you can always reach me at African Roots Podcast at gmail.com. Well, how are you everyone? Yes, would you believe it? The 16th of June. And you know what that means? This weekend is Juneteenth weekend. And as I always point out, starting from Juneteenth through the month of August, this is always what I call the season of freedom. Beginning with the celebration of emancipation, June the 19th, of course, which we know is coming up in three days, which will actually fall on a Monday, but this is Juneteenth weekend, and that celebrates the, well, we'll say the official last gesture of emancipating individuals who had been enslaved. This took place June 19th, 1865 on Galveston Island in, well, off the coast of of Texas right there. And of course, we know General Granger sailed into Galveston Harbor, and of course, announced to those enslaved who did not know that they had been freed from bondage. Well, of course, for many, many years, for many decades, I guess the greater part of a century, June 19th and that time around it, that weekend around it has always been the time to celebrate freedom. Of course, we all certainly hope that uh, we can all honor our ancestors who went through that incredible, horrific experience and came out and survived and were still able to, to live, forge lives from themselves, now freed from bondage. And I'll ask you, have you found your own family's story? of freedom. How did freedom come? Were they in a similar situation as those in Galveston who had not been told that those enslaved were now freed from bondage? Or did your people send or seize rather their own freedom when they really sent themselves and loved ones onto the street and they walked to freedom, setting themselves free? Or did they fight for their freedom? Were they freedom fighters? Almost 200,000 individuals served with United States colored troops. Were your ancestors among them? And let us, and of course, not forget also those freedom seekers, those who sought freedom even before 1865, those who sought, who who ran away, uh, seizing their own, uh, at least, destiny. Some were successful, some were not, but they still had that spirit of freedom in them. Let us remember them on this weekend. Of course, as I said, this is a season of freedom. Of course, we move into the the month of July when the country celebrates its freedom from its connection that it once had, um, certainly in the 18th century, to the British Empire. And of course, everyone celebrates the 4th of July. But going into August, there's a second emancipation celebration that coming from my Oklahoma-based family, That's emancipation celebration time as well. Yes, those of us with ties to Indian territory know that many of our ancestors celebrated that first weekend in August, centered around the 4th of August, celebrating emancipation as well. And it's often discussed, well, why August 4th? 
I don't know the answer to that either. Many people have certain speculations. Well, it was the day of emancipation in many of the islands in other parts of the Americas, but that was not necessarily the situation in Indian Territory. That became a day that was adopted by the freedmen of Indian Territory, freedmen and women, I will say, and all of the families, but traditionally for many decades, well until the 20th century, actually into the 1940s and 50s, that was emancipation celebration as well. So yes, this is the season of freedom. And as a genealogist, I will ask you, do you know your family's freedom story? How did freedom come to them? Anyway, uh, moving on to other things, I want to, uh, and I'll come back to that concept of uh, the freedom story, but uh, I want to look at uh, just some other things that are going on. By the way, I hope you had a chance to uh, tune in last night to Bernice Bennett's show. Of course, you know her show is a weekly show on Blog Talk Radio. And last night she had an interesting guest. Actually, her guest was a person excuse me, who works with my heritage. And this is a gentleman born in South America and uh, very strongly, strongly connected to the Jewish community and with a very strong family base in Israel as well. But this gentleman talked about his journey to document an American family. That's right, a family based in the U.S. that he was totally unaware of. And um, so, yeah, I hope that you have a chance to tune into that. Her, excuse me, her guest last night was um, David Daniel, sorry, Horowitz. And um, he is, as I said, a, a staff member on um, My Heritage. He travels actually around the world talking about certainly the many offerings um, that My Heritage has. But he had a fascinating story to talk about his journey to document that, that and how he found a person who reached out to him from the U.S. and said, hey, I think we're related. Again, those are the kinds of stories we all enjoy as researchers, as genealogists, finding new connections that we didn't know that we had. In fact, I'm in that process now. I recently stumbled upon a new, quote unquote, new cousin that I didn't know I had. And sure enough, we were matches as it later turned out uh, on Ancestry. But this person, I ended up just typing in the name of, of someone connected to my family, my grandmother's niece. And I saw a picture that I recognized, and I said, wait a minute, that's Cousin Alfia. Well, this young lady, delightful young lady, is a great-granddaughter of Cousin Alfia, who would have been, I guess, my grandmother's third-great-niece. Anyway, uh, it's always a thrill to hear those kinds of stories. And DNA is a way to do that. There have been sales going on, by the way. I don't know if they're still going on uh, with 23andMe, Ancestry. Of course, uh, my heritage is now new to the autosomal testing community. Um, but it is a great way, of course, after you get your results, by all means, to upload your data to JetMatch and find out those new connections that perhaps you did not know that you had. Anyway, 
It's always exciting. Bernice's show airs every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Blog Talk Radio. So uh, tune in if you missed the story. It was kind of neat to hear. Some great news for those of you who research the state of Georgia. There's some new links um, for Georgia old newspapers. I love newspaper research. Found some fascinating things excuse me, in some, um, particularly some early black newspapers, but there's some just newspapers, um, that I encourage you to take a look at, particularly Chronicling America has some new Georgia links for you newspaper uh, uh, fans out there. But there's some other things that have been shared coming from, well, various counties, in fact, coming out of, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, uh, is it Colquitt or Colquitt County, Georgia? Anyway, um, newspapers there that have recently been uploaded. There are archives, Dawson County Library, Glenn County, Lee County, Morgan County, of course, and on and on and on. And some small town newspapers, which I think is really great. So if you have people from Manchester or Gray or Forsyth, uh, Tar. Uh, Talbotton, uh, or Tal, yeah, it's Talbotton, or uh, Homerville, Georgia. Some new links up there, out there for you. Hamilton, um, Georgia. Just some new links to take a look at. So yeah, I saw this as uh, that someone had shared uh, that I was really excited to see, and social media, and I know quite a few people who are Georgia researchers. So yes. Go and take a look and see what is there. By the way, you know, I always encourage people to pay attention to what's going on with some of our neighboring, uh, not just neighboring counties, neighboring states, but neighboring countries. We are in the Americas, obviously the, one of the largest in North America. But you know what? Hey, there are things going on in a genea- of a genealogical nature in other parts of the Americas as well. A shout out to our friends in Ontario. Quite a few people. People that some of us know are actually in Ontario this weekend. They are attending the Ontario Genealogy Conference. So, you know, hey, a shout out to those of you who are there and who are enjoying yourselves there. Conferences are, conferences are always great. And of course, by the way, um, I'm of course gearing up. We're now into the less than 30 day countdown, <clears throat> pardon me, the less than 30 day countdown to Maggie. Maggie, you've heard me talk about it enough. M-A-A-G-I, the Midwest African American Genealogy Institute. We're less than a month away, folks. It starts June the June rather, and I didn't mean that. July the 11th through the 13th in Fort Wayne, Indiana, at the world famous Genealogy Center and Allen County Library, second largest genealogy library in the nation. And yes, we are going to be there. So uh, yeah, as we are celebrating Juneteenth and getting ready to go to Maggie. And I'm excited because we have a record number of people coming to Maggie. Maggie is a small institute and as opposed to 
Um, having a uh, one or two dozen, oh my goodness, we have more than four dozen people coming uh, from all over the country to participate in, well, four different tracks. And there's the fundamentals track, pre and post slavery era track, the DNA track, and genealogy writing track. And I'm so excited about that track. I have to put in my own pitch. We have a professional writing coach. We also have the the well-known blogger and author, um, Thomas McKinty. And we have historical fiction writer, Beverly Jenkins. Am I excited? Oh, yeah. I am quite excited. Anyway, lots of things that are going on. I'm going to put up a lot of links for you, too, because um, there are some new just educational opportunities within the genealogy community and hope that many of you will be taking advantage of them. You know, institutes are absolutely wonderful and institutes are a a tremendous way of expanding your skill set and meeting some other genealogists with whom you may want to, number one, learn from, but number two, with whom you may find as possible colleagues, individuals with whom you may want to collaborate. So yes, 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 all kinds of opportunities are there for you. So yeah, hey, join me at Maggie. I am so excited. Wow. Anyway, I mentioned the season of freedom and I really want to talk a little bit about that. Um, of course, we have a lot to be excited about. We know the Freedmen's Bureau records are are becoming even more and more critical to the research that we do as individuals who research, whether we're professionals, whether we're descended from uh, individuals who are from the African continent, who ended in America, uh, certainly through the Atlantic slave trade. There are, of course, many things that we have, many challenges that face those who hit the wall of 1870. But there are a lot of amazing tools to break through that wall and to find out what happened. Those critical years and those critical years, particularly between 1865 and 1870. How many people really know how, as I said a moment ago or a few moments ago, how freedom came? Do you know, number one, really what happened? Were your ancestors passively awaiting the word? Were they more assertive and seizing their own freedom when opportunity presented itself. These are the stories, particularly as we look at that period between 1860 and 1870, the beginning of freedom. And I'll say that because the year before, even in 59, there was, uh, of course, the activities that happened at Harper's Ferry, setting off things two years later, starting the war in in, uh, 1861. And we know that certainly by 62, we even had people of color fighting in the Battle of Island Mound in Missouri with the first and second Kansas colored. By 1863, the U.S. colored troops were being recruited heavily. By 1864, all kinds of battles were taking place and people were fighting for and winning their freedom at long last. And of course, those those incredibly trying years after the war had ended, the word that freedom had arrived, but those were not easy years. And some of those 
difficult, challenging years are documented in Freedmen's Bureau records. So as individuals researching African ancestored people, we have multiple stories to tell. We have multiple stories to find. And whether your ancestors were freedom fighters or freedom seekers or those simply longing to be free. There is a story to tell. There are multiple narratives to tell. And I say multiple because we all know we research more than one line. We research, of course, our ancestors. And sometimes we get caught in one line, kind of forgetting sometimes that, you know, our ancestors double with each generation. So as we have the the parents and the grandparents, two parents, four grandparents, by the time you get to those great-grandparents and those great-greats, you're already up to 16. And how many people can name all 16 of their great-great-grandparents? Many cannot. Um, and most certainly cannot name all 32 of their third grade. And, but so that's always a new narrative to find. Well, I hope that it's, this is the time to remind us, you know what, as much as we want to go back as fast as we can and as far as we can, this is the time to slow down and really find that narrative. How did freedom come to your ancestors. This is, of course, a wonderful, wonderful community that we're part of, the genealogy community. And we have all kinds of ways to communicate with each other. Facebook, of course, oh my gosh, uh, we do have Afrogenius, over 13,000 members. Uh, our Black ancestry has, oh my gosh, um, three or four times that amount. We have... Um, um, so many smaller groups, but that are vibrant groups. By the way, Maggie, M-A-A-G-I, has uh, a very active group. We have over 1,300 members of that group talking genealogy, finding answers to questions. And people are saying, yes, you know what? Let me research and tell my family story because you have a family story to tell as much as people think that they can't find things. But social media is busy. Um, of course, um, join us, uh, Black Progen, hashtag Black Progen, a group of, of genealogists of color who get together and share things with each other. It's a, it's a very vibrant network. And of course, we have our Google Hangouts every other week. And um, we help people and uh, they bring some of their challenges to us and we try to provide some solutions. So certainly join us there. Join us, of course, all over uh, other parts of Twitter. Don't forget the large group, hashtag genealogy. But I also pay attention, uh, I pay attention to other groups, Black Twitter historians, a group of people with amazing interests in and, um, well, just the, the narrative, the historical narrative. And I'm just looking at it right now. I can tell you there's a chat going on right now on Twitter with Black Twitter historians, a person talking about maroon communities, where are some of those communities located, good resources on land and liberation, um, resources for individuals looking for discussions of Black Wall Street, all kinds of things that are going on in there. And of course, history, 
is one of those things that we live for. But, you know, hey, get ready for things. As I said, Maggie's coming up. I know people are looking towards the fall. I'm looking also towards the fall. Can't wait to get to Houston, Texas coming up in the fall for the Texas State Genealogical Society Conference. I know many are getting ready also to pack up and hit the high seas with Ox, the Afro-American Historical and Genealogical Society, going to take to the high seas in October as well. So, hey, a lot of things that are going on, and this is the time to really go after those narratives. I want everybody, of course, to to enjoy themselves. I know people are getting ready for reunions. This is a reunion season. So, hey, shout out to all of you who are certainly um, involved with planning and getting ready to travel to those family reunions as well. So, hey, let's celebrate freedom. Let's celebrate ourselves. Let's celebrate each other. Let's celebrate an incredibly rich historical study that we have and there's a rich story. Happy Juneteenth, everyone. I'm going to cut it just a tad bit short this week. And uh, as I know, as I said, well, Many of you, <clears throat> excuse me, many of you I know are um, doing some things this weekend and just, just prepping for that. And for those of you on the Western states doing your Juneteenth thing, oh yes, certainly, uh, I am there with you as well. So in the meantime, everyone, wow, have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. If you're stuck on something to work on, why not try and find that family freedom story. Do you know your family freedom story? And I'm often surprised at how many people have really hmm, never even thought of going after that story. Well, you know what? That is one of the stories that we should incorporate just as we're trying to get back as far as we can with um, finding the slaveholder. I know many people begin the process saying, oh, gee, I hope I can find what slave ship they came on and, and find out what part of Africa. Well, we have a lot of choices we know already with um well, with DNA, we can find out some answers to some questions in terms of where our family is from. But uh, you know what? Hey, let's don't forget that story that slows almost all of us down. And that particular story that slows us down is the story of freedom. Do you know your ancestor's story? Let's all commit to working on that one and telling that part of our narrative. I'm going to wrap things up for this week. Oh my goodness. Have a wonderful week. And of course, keep doing what you do. Keep researching. Keep documenting everyone. And always keep sharing what you find. Take care, everyone. Be well and be safe. And I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>